Yo, Lance, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, Dan? How are you doing today, brother? I am doing great. I have a little bit of a sunburn, but uh, that's not that important. More importantly, we have a guest today. Sweet. I'm super excited. Um, her name is Rachel. She's friends with uh, Pat. Pat was our uh, guest a few episodes ago. Rachel, say what up. How you doing? Hey, hey guys. I'm great. It's great to be here. Nice. Thanks for joining us. I mean, that we're uh, completely honored. We have our third guest. Uh, we are not worthy. We are not worthy. <laughs> we are not. This is great. It's very surreal. I listen to you guys all the time, every Monday. No I way. Know, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a compliment or if it's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> no, no, dude, that's a compliment. Okay, thank like, you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a every- compliment. I, I totally dig everything from like, mushrooms to squatty potties to to travel (laughs) like it's 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 fun it's great it really starts my week amen to that how do you uh how do you listen to us are you in the car are you driving a tractor what are you doing (laughs) not the tractor although uh i i have driven a tractor um here in the shenandoah valley um uh usually in the car um i well i did have a job i actually i actually just um pulled back from that job so i can focus on other things but i, w- I had a long commute and it was great listening to you guys on that commute because it was about an hour long so it was <laughs> perfect per- <it> was perfect <laughs> that's awesome very yeah. cool so you're in the shenandoah valley then i am i uh, i grew up in woodstock on a farm so uh, all the cows and chickens and horses that you could have. Have and, you been uh, friends with Patrick since high school then? Or yeah, you know yeah, him for a while? To, yeah. He went to Stonewall. I went uh-huh. to Central. So rivals. Yeah. Rivals. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. But we did actually, I think we played on the same soccer team like way back. So oh. he can fact check that for me later. But, <laughs> wow. We're, we're but, digging it. We're, we're running with that. That is true. That's fact that's out there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, good. So we reconnected actually because I I, I tried to do stand-up comedy. Nice. <laughs> and I heard you guys also attempted that at some point in your life. Attempt is a very oh. kind word. Yes. Right. yes. Uh, att- <laughs> attempt uh, a massive bombing maybe mm-hmm. is more like it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd it go for, uh, how'd it go for I you? I mean, I was there with you. It was a bit of a bombing. Well, not completely, not, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, I, I met up with Pat. I was like, hey, do you remember me? He's like, of course I remember you. I was like, we need to meet because I'm trying this, I'm trying stand-up comedy and I've heard you're actually doing it. So, um, so let's meet. So it was really, it was great. It was great. He really gave me the rundown on some places I could go and, uh, yeah, so it was fun. I did it for like, you know, a couple months, tried to get some open mics. This was before COVID. And um, so, yeah, I was, I was, I was getting it. I was a little funny. I had some mm-hmm. laughs. So that's always, you know, it's always great. It's a good ego boost. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's totally. perfect. Were you uh, primarily going to DC or were you going up to New York? I had one your in travels? DC, gig in DC, mm-hmm. and then I did one in Richmond. And um, it was great because I met two guys in Richmond who were uh, really good. And I had them do a comedy show actually in the Valley. So that was really fun. And doing comedy in the Valley is really funny. um, Such a small town. (laughs) Yeah, these two guys in Richmond and they killed it. They were great. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. That's like uh, 
girl grows up on a farm and hits the comedy stage. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It's very far, but it was it was good. It was it was really fun. So Did you do did you do stories? Please tell me you weren't like a like a pun a pun person no. only, were you? No, please tell me you were. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, I, I can be punny on, at, at times, but uh, <laughs> but I was mostly uh, into stories. Um, I'm a single mom. Cool. cool. I, have, I have a six-year-old, so I brought in a lot of uh, humor as a mom and uh, religion because mm-hmm. I grew up you know, Catholic and Buddhist at the same time. So. Oh, cool. That's a that's an awesome little yin and yang going on right there. Catholicism and Buddhism. Yeah, yeah, a little mixture going on. I I completely relate though. I was I was a preschool teacher for a little while, so I can relate to the like ridiculous shit that kids say. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty great. I mean, Adrian, my son, just had to talk, and then I would just write it down, and Mm. it was perfect. So, Adrian. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm trying to think of like a really good preschool story I had. The kids, some of these kids would bring in muffins that were like the size of their heads. And they would like, they would go at it and they would start like gnawing on it like a beaver, some sort of like demented beaver. And then they would all talk about, they would all talk about this like crazy stuff. They would, they'd pretend like they were in Star Wars. It was wild. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Adrian will just basically bust out in any sort of character and then like I have to like, you know, jump on board and play along. Like all of a sudden we're in Star Wars and I'm like, "Oh yeah, where's my lightsaber?" you know? Like so That's it's crazy. That's why that's why kids are so cool is cuz they they're on like a different wavelength. When they're like totally. playing pretend and stuff, they're actually like they're they don't have a stick in their hand. They have that lightsaber in their mm-hmm. hand and they're like whacking shit, you know? No, totally. Yeah. You should go for from stand up to improv then. You know, that's just it's a natural transition, you know. You have perfect totally. practice all the time. It's <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I've done a lot of theater actually and um so I did a little bit of improv. Yeah. Okay. It was it was fun. It was good, but I'd like to dabble in more, you know. What type of theater? Where where were you? What you what was your experience? Um so I, I was a dancer, and so I, I did a lot of choreography for our local community theater, uh, Theater Shenandoah. So I did a lot of, uh, a lot of fun musicals, so mm. like Guys I, and Dolls and Jesus Christ Superstar. And, nice. Yeah. Yeah, waiting, uh, I was in, passing through Staunton the other day, and I like Staunton. signed it. Staunton, Stanton, whatever it is. Did you just call it Staunton? Staunton. That's when you know you're not from <laughs> yeah. Stanton when someone's in the <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, I got to say it for like, the rest of the world. They need to have a parade or like a national day for that U. The U in Stanton needs to have mm-hmm. its own day. Right. Well, that or, you know, what's N-O-R-F-O-L-K? Um, Norfolk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Norfolk. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. But my I can say Appalachian right. All right. So I get the I get the region proper. Yeah, you throw the uh, Appalachia. Yeah. Well, what, they have good. the uh like Shenandoah Shakespeare Theater in yes. Stanton. Yes. In Stanton, they got Shakespeare. Yeah. In 
Shakespeare, uh, Blackfriars. Blackfriars, that's right. Yeah. yeah when I passed right. through, I just sent off an email and said, all right, I can subscribe to their email list. If I'm ever around for a show, why not go? Yeah, their uh, shows are great. We always go for the Christmas Carol. Oh, cool. Every year. Or we used to before mm-hmm. COVID. Is that your favorite yeah. favorite Dickens? I think so. Yeah. Pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know really why I asked that because I can think of three that I've read. So it was stuff a tale with of those. <laughs> Tale, Tale of Two, two Cities, cities mm-hmm. Oliver Twist, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas, DuckTales. DuckTales, there we go. Yeah, yeah. A Muppets uh-huh. Christmas. <laughs> we can just go through the Muppets, you know. Yeah. The Muppets oh, take a road trip. Muppets Christmas is, is the best. Dude, speaking of the Muppets, so the uh, the Great Gatsby just, um, is their copyright expired. So they're talking about maybe doing a Muppets Great Gatsby. That was, it's going to be pretty wild. Does Kermit play what? Leo? Kermit? Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, but then he, but then that would be weird at the end. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I mean, at this point, if you haven't read or watched The Great Gatsby, like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, that'd be kind of weird to just kind of like have have guns in in the Muppets, you know? <laughs> like that would be like like violence in the Muppets. I'm like, yo, guys, that's like a good idea and like the worst idea ever at the same time. If you can do FIFO goes Muppets. west. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Oh, well, Ave- Avenue Q. They yeah. can Avenue yeah. Q it. Yep. I love yeah. Avenue Q. Yeah, it's like yeah. rated our Sesame Street. It's mm-hmm. great. It's so yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's like uh, it's like Dave Chappelle too. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh good times. Is really for porn? Isn't mm-hmm. that a song that they sing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. That's probably true. I feel like what I feel I saw some insane statistic that was like 40, 50 percent porn on the Internet. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a lot of yeah. traffic. Yeah, I think it's yeah over 50. Don't quote me on that, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, human beings. We're just we're I'm just, just like, chimps. why do you need that much? Like, I'm not I'm not going into good <laughs> or bad. I'm just like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of anything. It's like we're just we're just chimps, man. We're just mm-hmm. chimps. We're easily distracted. But uh, yeah, so Rachel, what was this hour commute? What was this job you were doing? So uh, it was a nursery job, actually. Really awesome cool. nursery, nursery. It's called the Natural Garden. Okay. And um, they do all native plants. It's just really awesome what they're doing. And um, they, uh, they go to the Harrisonburg Farmers Market and um, the co-op, the city co-op. Um, there in Harrisonburg and um, yeah it was a really awesome place to work and I have a physical issue so I had to kind of pull back a little bit so Mm. um, that's too bad yeah that sounds awesome yeah yeah no it is it's it's a really awesome gig yeah was it working with so it's native species as in was it small shrubs was it large trees a variety and were they used like for replanting or Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it was a variety of species um and for planting yeah mm-hmm. like and they have a designer and they um design gardens for people and organizations and um and they pick out the plants what they want and um so i was in the nursery crew so like um sowing seeds and uh taking care of the species and yeah that's awesome cool. my You're wife and i did a like tree planting you know right before winter started and so i was able to sort of reconnect with some local um virginian trees and i think we planted a bunch of pawpaws that was our go-to uh yeah nice. got a couple and brought them brought them to my sister has some land out outside of richmond and uh she put a couple in like 
some local apples and some pawpaws. And it was cool because the organization actually gave you the trees. You just went and helped plant. And they were like, how many trees do you want to go plant elsewhere? And we said, okay, we'll take four. And we're able to go give them out as gifts. It was nice. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we all need to plant more trees, right? Oh, hell yeah. We need to plant more everything. Get just get seeds in the ground, you know, and let it, let them grow, baby. Mm-hmm. Do you uh yeah. do you guys do you have a garden at home or do you uh do you mess around with that at all? I do. Well, my parents, first of all, still live on the farm and they have a really big garden every awesome. year. And so it was really cool when COVID first hit. You know, they said basically like you can come and pick what you want to the com- to the community and. Um, so people came from the community with their masks on and um, and weeded a little bit and then picked whatever they wanted. So cool. beets, potatoes, kale, cauliflower, like so many things. So yeah, it was really cool. So I have a little garden here at my house. I'm in town, um, but I also help them out with the, with the big garden and the chickens. That's awesome. The big one. Yeah. The big one. Yeah. There's the extent of my garden. Uh, good old apartment life. Uh, nothing will grow in this apartment at all. I get zero natural sunlight, even on the porch outside. That's mm. looks like sunlight. It's not. It's just a reflection off the ocean. It's it's wonderful. I feel so good inside all the time. Nothing. Uh, no. grow, nothing nothing's gonna grow except love. Yeah, I've killed. I think six basil plants, a bunch of rosemary. Uh, it just i still use it but it dies it dies yeah have you guys heard this so i've heard this crazy rumor it's a rumor that i've heard on the street multiple times uh and i'm kind of being facetious when i say that but apparently the amazon rainforest was uh, originally a garden it just got completely out of control have you guys heard about that no so apparently this dude graham hancock with you know the ancient mysteries guy mm-hmm. um all that guy gets down the rabbit hole on so so many sorts of things but apparently the the rainforest started out as like these little controlled areas with these ancient ancient civilizations and i guess a lot of them died off a lot of uh a lot of plant species just went gangbusters and apparently these days there are thousands of burial sites and sacred sacred areas that have just like never been found because they've been massively grown over and they're in like the the heart of darkness basically wow that's really fascinating yeah yeah I it's i had no idea it's just it started it's just some it's just a little bit of rainforest gossip but uh <laughs> but these days all the rainforest gossip is just about what they're doing to like like burning it down and stuff yeah a lot of the deforestation yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. I know, it sucks. Yeah, people should just use bamboo more for like everything. That's, that's use... very, very Buddhist of you. <laughs> it's just efficient. Bamboo is awesome. Everything for two years, everything that I used and made for the most part was out of bamboo. Uh, yeah. Houses, roofs, floors, mats, everything Holding. you have. Yeah. It's awesome. And yeah. And if we can get more clothing and textures and textiles into using bamboo or actual just, you, you know, normal organic stuff, as opposed to the small fibers, that would be awesome. I went to, uh, down in, in Norfolk, uh, there's a, an exhibit by Nat Geo, um, 
and it's just on plastic in, in our oceans. And it's a lot of stuff that anybody that's been paying attention at all knows straws are bad for sea turtles, that type of stuff. But some of the images were just wild. Um, so if anybody wants to check that out, it's their plug for this museum it's called Nauticus. Um, but it's wild. And to see just exactly where all of our junk goes to and how it just destroys so much is wild. Um, and of course, you know, that, that big old, big old polluter. I think we've all spent a little bit of time, um, off of like the Ganges, you know, and just seeing how much just junk is dumped out uh, and floats around is wild. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm, I sort of have an inside scoop on Rachel a little bit since I'm friends with Patrick and then, you know, <laughs> Daniel also, but, uh, since we brought up textiles, we got to go to South, South Asia on this one. Yeah. You spent some time traveling around, right? I did. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, I went to the, um, South of India and, um, I got my teaching sort of yoga teaching certification. Sweet. No way. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to India. I'm going to the sports. <laughs> like it's happening. I love it. I love um, it. And I, I, you know, I grew up with my mom who was, uh, she was a yoga instructor and a massage therapist and just, um, I mean, she used to live on a macrobiotic diet, like just, to, she was all about that stuff. So um, she really got me on the yoga train, but I, I didn't really want it in the Western world. I wanted to go and experience it in India. So, um, which was great. I, I actually, I took my mom. So we both, uh, so we, she got recertified and I got certified. So it was, it was awesome. And um, we, uh, yeah, it, it was great because we read the Bhagavad Gita and we got to um, know some Sanskrit, but also do the asanas. And it was just a really rigorous um, program. So, um, yeah, it was really, really life changing. Yeah. That sounds awesome. How, how, how long were you there for? Just a month. Yeah, just a month for the training. And then, um, yeah, so I, I do, I didn't uh, share this with you guys, but I do teach um, a little bit here. Um, I'll be starting a class, um, an outdoor uh, class um, at the Seven Bends National Park here in Woodstock. So um, yeah. No way. Forestry department. So I- I love it. I love <laughs> it. You a little, a little plug on the podcast. Little plug, little plug. Yeah, so, uh, I love yeah. it. Plug all day. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think- uh, I really wanted um, to bring yoga in a way that was um, peaceful and connected with nature. And um, some, I, I mean, I, yoga in the West has its some um, great aspects to it too, you know, and, uh, but I'm, I was more of a mindset of bringing it more in a holistic way rather than just like working out, you know, so, um, so still bringing um, the roots of, the Bhagavad Gita text and, but also, um, yeah, the traditional asanas. So that's, that's so cool. I feel like you're kind of spot on there. A lot of people out in the, like the West quote unquote around the U S at least are kind of, they treat yoga like a workout class almost like it's just the same thing as Pilates or something. But, uh, but I, I imagine India, it was a lot more spiritual. Did you guys do like a lot of your, a lot of meditations and stuff? It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Meditation was really incorporated into the program and, and they say that's why we do yoga. So we can, yeah. sit, you know, and uh, so that's, 
just keeping that in mind as the reason behind it. And um, so, yeah, we did a lot of meditation. I mean, we woke up super early at like, I want to say it was like 4.45 or 5, you know, to get the day started. And uh, we had mosquito nets and, you know, we slept and it was, it was a wild experience. Yeah, it was a, it was a real um, international experience. There were people all around the world. And um, so I think the, the cultural aspect of it was just really, was really awesome. And was this an old school, old school school? Was this, where was, yeah. where were you exactly? Oh, and was it like this really cool, like temple? <laughs> was it, uh, yeah. Basically, you know, did you find, you know, one of the new Skyrise parking garages and just go on the top, you know, <laughs> like where <laughs> it was very spiritual, but it was in the new yeah. mall around the corner, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Uh, yeah, no, it was pretty rustic. Um, it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was like a, a retreat center. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, it was a retreat center way down in the South of India. And, um, so, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's Shivananda um center cool. so, um, yeah shivananda i love that i love that is that That's a cool what... meaning sorry shivananda he's a guy who started um okay. that branch of yoga okay so it's a type of yoga yeah, yeah. that's i oh, started cool. i have this like 21 day yoga retreat that i'm sort of doing along with um the other workouts and fun stuff but yeah it's I love yoga for the meditative aspect of it. And also because I can hardly touch my toes. So it's really good for both my mind and my body. Uh, just over the last like 20 days of doing it or so. Um, it's I've seen some really good results mentally and, and physically. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Sure. Yeah. I think it's, I think the cool part about it is like science is understanding like the metabolical, I guess, um, uh, improvements that you can have you know from doing yoga and breath work you know mm-hmm. mm, i love me some breath work i think i brought this up before on another podcast but i did i think it is pranayama does that mean breath yeah yeah that's right prana okay. is like your chi yeah okay and, uh, pranayama is like activating that so yeah 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 exactly I'm pretty sure it was the same tradition. I did this uh, 10-day silent retreat up in uh, Delaware, and I'm pretty sure it was some sort of Indian tradition that we did. So I'm not exactly sure. I need to re- I need to kind of dig into my memory and bring that out. But uh, so, so you incorporate that in your uh, – you've got a little class going. Yeah, I haven't started Sweet. that yet. Um, we're just uh, waiting for the warmer – for it to be warm so yeah. um, but I will I will start that and it'll be great because it'll be outside and it'll be with nature and so I think we all need that right now especially with the pandemic I, I think oh my our, god our nervous systems are just taxed we're so we're so taxed with like you know the mental um space that we just don't have for like dealing with it and just also the fear and yeah yeah. Every everyone's like chronically fried at the moment. Everyone's nervous system has been like put in the deep fryer almost. Everyone's just like everyone's like turning into like a mega Karen or turning into some sort of like super stressed out versions of themselves and they're just getting caught in this like cyclical downward spiral. So I, we definitely got to break out of that 
well, I think get out there. Yeah. I think it's, that has like a twofold aspect to it though. Like, yeah. There's a lot of bad that's happening, but also a lot of people have now been given that time to reflect They you know, people can work from home. They can find a, a better schedule where before yeah. we're having that conversation now, which is does a 40 hour work week make sense? Can people work part-time? Can they work, you know, four days and have three days off? And should that be considered full-time? You know, people can then do all those other side things, their errands, they're cutting the yard, the vacuuming on that fifth day, which is considered work. And then you still get those two days of, you know, relax, something that, that builds you and, you know, builds your spirit, builds your character, builds you physically. And I just, I'm really excited that the world's sort of opening back up because I get to do the one thing I love the most, which is scuba dive. And I went by the shop today and, you know, talking about yoga and meditating and that breath work, that's all you do for an hour when you scuba dive. It is just breathing. That's your only thing you're focusing on. You're basically like a baby again. You're floating around. There's no weight and you just get to chill and breathe. Um, and I'm just super excited to add that back in because that'll be my plug on breath work. If you want to come out, refresh, go and dive for an hour because it's, mm. you're so just, it's reborn, you know? ocean has a really cool effect where will you be Um, oh uh so i'm uh going here in virginia to start out with we actually have a really cool reservoir just south of um richmond where you can go and do practice dives and then off of virginia there's just a ton of wrecks you got where you know virginia is the oldest ports has the oldest ports in north america oh dude i didn't think about that like are there going to be like nina penta santa maria type yeah there'll be some old ones like that for the most part anything that was wooden is going to be wiped away oh Um, yeah yeah but then there are some from like world war one world war two anything that's steel you can actually go out to i believe it's the merrimack is sunk off of north carolina Uh, there's some really cool stuff that's close by there's nothing that you can penetrate which means to go into the wreck just because the ones that are close to the shore at least are all fragments they were towed in because they either got hit destroyed something was wrong and so they're sunk close to the shoreline but they're still cool there's some cool reef systems we're really lucky um you know jump back just a little bit we've done an amazing job cleaning up our rivers um we can complain about a lot of things that you know deforestation yada yada the u.s has really done a great job cleaning up their rivers we're seeing oysters come back naturally whales are coming back you're having large predators sharks are coming back uh that you can see manta rays off of virginia how cool is that wow that's my little plug and then i get i get to go cave diving down in mexico like at the end of may but i'll talk about that later preach (laughs) preach brother i can go on i can go on scuba too long that's amazing Um, i mean i did see my octopus teacher and, oh, yeah. uh, that was yeah. really cool he's, uh-huh. i don't think nice. he did so much scuba diving but he was underwater and yeah for long periods of time and mm-hmm. yeah so just uh yeah i would imagine being down there and having that breath work and just being like i i bet it's like another world mm-hmm. down there you know oh absolutely yeah. like what you were saying lance about being a baby it is like you're almost just a yeah. baby again and you're just in your mom's stomach because you're just like mm-hmm. completely zoned in and you're breathing and you can't hear anything and there's all these like creatures flying by well i guess that's not really like being a baby but but it's it's pretty gnarly it's i definitely need to get man i need to get to the ocean it's been too long i haven't been in the ocean in like 10 months it's horrible it's a terrible streak 
but uh, damn, I was, oh man, I had a question. I, I, I'm so bad at this. I was spacing out. I was napping before this because I just got sunburned. My first sunburn of the year. Um, yeah, good times. Oh, that's right. Uh, you, you're an artist, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. I didn't start out as one. I was actually more into theater. Um, but I had an accident where I broke my pelvis and uh, oh, shit. hurt my spine. And yeah, so yoga, gentle yoga has been awesome for me. Um, I love that. Yeah. So Not I, the broken spine part. That part's right, terrible. Right. It's yeah, the other part that we love, you know. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I love, the, I love the yoga. I love the healing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can... jumped into the healing arts oh, and yeah. um, and also the uh I didn't really dance. I couldn't really do as much dancing anymore. And I, um, so I got into, I got into fine art and, um, I really, uh, yeah, I, it's just been incredible for me, like healing wise and also artistically. And, um, yeah, so it's, yeah, I, I, I do art now. So it's great. Cool. Are we talking, what are we talking here? Are we talking like clay statues? <laughs> are we talking about like, macaroni christmas tree ornaments or are we talking about yeah, watercolor I'm all about a good christmas tree ornament made out of macaroni yeah hell sure. hell yeah <laughs> um yeah you uh, like take no. down adrian's you're like no mommy's putting up hers this year <laughs> <laughs> dude join the party man everyone gets an ornament uh -huh. bro right, right exactly <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so gonna do that this year um do it so uh, no, I, I, I draw, I paint, I've been selling stuff locally. And so I'm not on the big scene yet, but at least, uh, locally I'm getting my stuff out there. So awesome. Do you have, uh, anywhere like people can check out what you've done? Yeah. Do you have a, like a little website or I, I have an Instagram. So cool. Rachel, Rebecca three, you can check me out and, um, I'm working on a website. Um, it's funny how Aren't we all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll get around to that. I'm not very good at that part. Like I'm just, yeah, digitally, I'm not uh, savvy, but um, I will get there. So for now, uh, social media has been working in terms of uh, getting my stuff out there on Facebook and Instagram. So cool. Is that Rachel spelled with an E, right? Not an A-E? Yes. Spelled okay, with cool. E. No A. No, no, none of, that, none of that, none of that Latin. That Rachale. Rachale. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Are you, are you like, what are you doing? Are you doing shadows? Are you doing a lot of colors? Are you doing like vibrant? Are you doing like yeah. nature? A lot of people say I'm very vibrant. You know, I'm very cool. vibrant and I have a lot of um, energy behind my pieces. So. Um, oh, we are talking about the paintings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, if it was a personal so plug. I'm a very vibrant person, just so you know. Thanks. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's got it she's got it going on right right uh no yeah i uh but i have been getting into a lot of drawings lately so um been, cool. been doing a lot of drawings so um nature been getting into some floral art and um yeah so uh, kind of anything i've done animals and some people have commissioned a few things so that's been really great so yeah, it's a it's kind of all over all over the map. Um, uh, I love it. The eclectic lifestyle. You know, you have your little garden, you have your art, you have yoga. Yeah. That's what aren't we all sort of gunning for that type of life that we get to follow our passions and yeah. make something out of it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I you know, the money flow could be a little better. 
but <laughs> through that we'll we'll keep That's plugging okay. for you yeah we all have to be starting starving artists long enough so that people yeah. forget they they're not like oh he's just like you know we're they're just rich now it's like no we were poor for a while remember it's like you always hear those stories of the famous celebrity but remember they come from humble beginnings and you're like okay it's fine that they're you know that wealthy now you know yeah. we well, have that's to earn it. That's what happens. I, I'd be interested to see uh, your guys' take on this, but like the uh, the suffering, the the suffering paradigm where suffering creates better art, and when people make it, quote unquote, they get soft and sell out because you know they're they got the I don't know what's a good thread count like Nicholas Cage. That's all I'm saying. Nicholas Cage. Nick Nick Cage, get the hell out of here, Nick Cage. But yeah, what's a good what's a good thread count? Is it like two thousand for a blanket? What are we talking here? Do you guys know? I don't know my thread count. No, I don't know my thread counts either. <laughs> anyway, that's not that's besides the point. I'm a t-shirt <laughs> sheets type of guy. Yeah, you just sleep in a pile of t-shirts. <laughs> nice, but yeah, yeah, I think I think there's something to that where you're just like you're like, damn it, this really sucks, and I'm gonna like. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know about visual art, but there is something in musicians' voices where you can tell whether they've been through something or not, or whether they're just sing whether they've actually broken up with their girlfriend and wrecked their truck and lost their dog, or whether they're just make whether they just wrote that for the country music money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think um I think art is really interesting in that way because we can come yeah. from a whole like victimhood, like this is my life and I'm still <laughs> a victim. But there's something about the art I think that you can have a resonance with if you're not coming from that victimhood, but you can still feel that they went through that struggle, mm. you know, mm. but it's coming from a more like, this is an offering. And I've already, I've gone through the shit and I've learned from it and I'm coming out on the other side and this is my offering. You know, I think there's a resonance that you can hear with both fine art and music. I love that because it's kind of it's it's not the most obvious. It's very nuanced. The the difference between those two kind of when you're when you're not really thinking about it, the difference between kind of like moaning and complaining about the place you're in versus this is my gift to the world. And it's this is my imperfect gift to the world, basically. Yeah. And I don't think the, the former is bad or anything. I yeah. think it's just, um, there is a different quality that you can feel. And of course, I think I do art in my victim sense or trying to wrap my head around something like as more of a personal kind of journey. Like I'll draw in my journal or I'll, you know, slap paint on a canvas, whatever. And uh, so I'm finding that fine line of like, what do I share on Instagram or Facebook? Is it my like, is it that part, which could be beautiful too, or is it the other, you know, that I've gone through this and it's like, oh, this is more of the, the polished piece that I want to offer. So it's, it's interesting. I don't know. Art's funny that way. Yeah. It's really funny. Do you find, do you find it like, do you find that you're kind of soothed by it? Like, do you get in like a zone and after you've okay. finished it or when you're in the middle of it, it's kind of therapeutic almost, or is that not really part of the process? I think so. Yeah. I think, um, 
Yeah. Or it's, I look at it and I'm like, this is not that great, but it's touched by someone, you know, someone is like, Oh, wow. I really resonate with that. I'm like, Oh, okay, good. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I feel about our podcast. <laughs> sometimes, not all the time, Lance, just sometimes. No, I think that that brings up a, a cool point about skill and emotion, you know, fine art we look at and you can go by it. You can walk by you know, a classic painting and go, wow, that is just beautiful for the skill that it took. You know, it's still work, the apple on the table, the real life. It's wow. You just, you stop and you're amazed that it's looks like an apple on a table and you go, there's no way I could, I don't even see half of what the artist sees at that point. And then there's those raw emotional point pieces, you know, the, the Van Goghs. My knowledge of art is very limited. I'm going to put that out right now my wife should be talking instead of me. <laughs> um, but it, there is this, I think in all art, we can, we can see the value of when somebody's being really emotional or somebody's using extreme skill, be it joy or, you know, anger, sadness. And that, that art comes in when you hit that pinnacle of both of them, that it takes practice, you know, our, us and our podcast, we have this goal of putting out a hundred podcasts. That is our goal. Yes. That's like, Ooh. We are going to do this. We don't like Rachel. We are super stoked. You're here. We're going to yes. do this. So that's like our internal skill and practice to get somewhere. Um, but then I think you were able to be brought in because we have a motion to it and we're able to put our own personal touch onto something. And that's where like art comes together. And or that's where I think great art comes together. You can have one of the other, you can have one or the other, but it's really just that middle ground that, you know, you find that beauty. Um, yeah, with I don't the, know. It's, with the yeah. passion and also the skill. Mm. And I think that's, yeah, I think that there's something to that, Lance, when you, when you, I had to really, you know, when I first started, I had all the passion, I had all the, like, the emotions, and I was going through a lot, and I just had to, like, get it out of me, you know, but, you know, my paintings kind of sucked, you know, it wasn't like, they weren't great, you know, technically wise, you know, and then I, I started taking more art classes. I started to just really like study some artists and kind of copy their style, you know, and so then my, um, my technique got a little better. So now I am kind of taking like, you know, that passion and whatever I'm feeling and also the technique and marrying the two. And I think that's, yeah, that, that is when the greatness happens. What I love you just that. Said is, oh, you can go, Dan, go for oh, it. Oh, no, all I was going to, I'll just have a mini point and then you can go ahead, Lance. Um, all I was going to say is that I love that, especially because at a certain point, it kind of brings down a barrier and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do this over and over and offer this up and it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be, it's going to be perfect in its imperfection. And it kind of, that taking down that barrier, I think is what kicks things up a notch too, where you're, you're not, where it kind of lowers the logical mind and you can kind of go into a different part of your brain and like get into this like flow state Zen sort of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I think getting that flow is really key and um, focus is, is good. Like I'll turn off my phone and um, kind of just like, you know, channel something else almost, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. goes, goes back to when Patrick was on just the deep work that we've talked about, you know, you got to hit that do not disturb button. Um, and yeah. it's, it's so, it's so important. And 
what I really liked was you bring up, like you started copying other, you know, famous pieces of work and trying to mimic what they were doing. I think that that's something that's takes a really long time to recognize how important it is in almost every other type of art, except for music. Like in music, you, you learn music through other people's songs. You like, if you're going to be a guitarist, you immediately start playing somebody else. If you're going to be a saxophone player, you have sheet music from somebody else in front of you. But if it's, you know, writing a book or if it's a painting or if it's a sculpture, a lot of people I think go into just trying to do the thing as opposed mm -hmm. to trying to mimic the greats. And we can get lost in our own heads as opposed to just like learning the craft first. That's like a really good point because I, I never even thought about that, but you're right. Like most, I, I wonder if that has something to do with the different senses that are engaged. Cause I, I have a feeling that because for some reason songs, songs are basically emotions being played on instruments almost. I, I, I don't know something more powerful and instantaneously effective at evoking emotions than, than a good song for a certain, for a certain thing. So I don't know, I would guess that's probably, probably because it's with your ears, you, you're, uh, you're, you're listening with your ears and engaging like that, as opposed to with painting, I guess it's more visual. I, you know, that's weird though, because you would think that maybe a movie would also be emotionally invoking or uh, some sort of TV show, but I'm not sure. That's a good, it's a good point think, though, Lance. What do, think, studying, what do you think, what do you think, Rachel? Oh yeah, sorry. I, I think studying the greats on like kind of any craft, I think is like, I think is important. You know, I think it, I think in fine art, it's it's really important. Like when I was doing soft pastel and doing apples, I studied Cezanne, you know, cause I was like, okay. And I read his book, you know, I don't know. You just kind of immerse. I, I tend to kind of just like then immerse myself into all of the aspects of the thing. You know, I'll read the book. I'll, you know, study how he did it and then I'll try to do it, you know. And, and so I had a lot of time on my hands <laughs> to be able to, to do that during uh, COVID. So, um, yeah, I think it, for film, for music, I think it, I think it is important to... Um, to kind of look in the past and see what was going on then. But also, you know, I think that the past can teach us, but also what is the present teaching us as well? So it's like, you know, how, how does it change? How do you put in your own touch of it rather than just doing Cezanne, you know? So then that comes in. So yeah, I think that's what art is. I think art kind of just, um, art like you you look back and you do what the greats did and then you kind of add what you know onto it and then it just kind of keeps going like that in history I don't know I don't know it's like what is yeah I think we can have original thought but we're still always hearkening back to the greats it's evolution so, yeah original yeah. thought that's a really good debate we don't have to go into that but uh yeah are we part of this massive hive mind that just, it keeps pumping out art just for the sake of it? Or do we have our own unique thoughts? I don't know. That's pretty crazy, but that's a good point that you kind of have to mimic the greats. So we should definitely look up, I think, look up the greatest podcasters of all time, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> See, kind of take notes from Russell Brand and Joe Rogan, oh, and, oh. <laughs> yeah, Dax Shepard, and all those guys. 
<laughs> hey, Dak Shepard's podcast is too new to be a great. All right. I'm calling. You're right. Out. Get You're out right. of here. I haven't You're even right. listened to an episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's a good, that's a good point. But it's all about with, uh, with painting, it's all about those hands and shadows, right? Mm-hmm. Where there we go. I was about to say, if your phone dies again, Dan. No, no, no. I just my cousin was calling me about the uh, about this March Madness mm. about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, what were we saying? We we're talking uh, about hands and shadows. That's right. Hands mm-hmm. and um, shadows. How how good are you at hands and shadows? Um. Uh, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Nice. You're like, you're like, I'm pretty decent. I'm I'm, I'm all right. Depends on the day. (laughs) Nice. Um, uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I go through phases of what I'm doing. I'll, I'll, I'll do like a month of like painting and then I'll stop and do like a month of, of drawings, you know, and I'm in a drawing, I'm in a drawing class right now through the community college and we're meeting online. So that's been cool because I've been able to get into colored pencil and soft pastels and stuff. I wasn't even like touching. So. Sweet. Yeah. Have you, here's a random question. Have you painted a picture of a mushroom yet? Yes, I have. Nice. And it's the you? mushrooms are brought in. I was wondering when this was gonna happen. <laughs> I was right. a segue, Dan. <laughs> I was wait I was waiting for it and I pounced on it. Uh-huh. I took the opportunity and I jumped on it. And screw you, Lance, for calling me out. Surprise, surprise, everybody. Dan brought up mushrooms, but there is a real good reason why. First of all, let's get into this. What uh what sort of mushrooms have you been painting? Um, okay. Well, uh, you know, there's the, there's the psychedelic type. Ah, yes. Very cool. That's a, that's fun to paint. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland mushroom. Okay. Got it. Alice in Wonderland mushrooms, some shiitakes. I, you know, as I mentioned, I don't think I mentioned on the podcast that I do work with a guy who grows shiitake mushrooms. So sweet. Um, so that is really cool. And cause I love shiitakes. And so learning the craft of that has been awesome. I think that is like the coolest thing ever. And I need to know everything about it. (laughs) First off, how did, okay. So like, what is this, what is this guy's setup? Like, like, what do you do? Like, how did you, how did you run into him? Okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. How'd you run into him? Let's start there. Okay, I can't quite remember, but I think he had a friend of a friend on Facebook and he saw my art and because uh, he runs an Airbnb as well. And it's called the Hawk Nest Farm. It's with, uh, I'll plug for him, Orv Lehman. He's amazing. And um, so I think he just found me online and was interested in, because I was, I guess I was painting some outdoor scenes or mushrooms or something and uh and he reached out to me and uh I don't even know how it transpired but then I was like I, he asked me if I wanted to help with his shiitake mushroom business and I said sure so um so I went and it's really neat how he inoculates in oak um logs shiitakes are primarily grown on white oak no way and um perfect yeah. for that part perfect for Shenandoah perfect Shenandoah lots of oak so it's uh it's really great so um yeah and uh it's neat I'll explain a little bit how he does it um I don't know all 
the parts. I just go to help when I can. So some weekends I'll just go and help him. You will and see Dan there as soon as he can be there. <laughs> it's going to happen. You're gonna be like, Come oh, on yeah. out, man. Come on I'm, out. I'm going to have my... I'm going to have my backpack on and I'm going to have glasses on and like a collared shirt. And I'm just going to be like <laughs> field trip time. Woo. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Orv's a great guy. So um, yeah, there are these Oak logs and um, he has a specific type of drill bit you have to order for shiitakes. So it's Japanese made. And so he drills holes into the oak log and then inoculates them with the spores. I don't know where he gets the spores. I'm, I don't know if, yeah, he told me once, but I forget. Um, and then once puts the spores in, what my job was the other day was then I covered it with hot wax, covered the holes with hot wax. And um, hopefully I'm not like giving away his secrets, but you can probably find this online. Um, so. <laughs> hot wax and then uh he dunks them in a big uh like trough he's got to get them wet and then those would be for like the next year so and then he's got ones that are ready so he's got a whole kind of rotational system going on and uh and then the shiitakes will the next year will will produce so probably missing one step in there but um you are where can we find these mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> he's close to harrisonburg nice. um hawk nest farm he's he he sells them at the farmer's market um cool harrisonburg farmer's market um yeah so get his mushrooms they're great he'll give me some free free mushrooms sometimes so that's oh my god jealous yes dude that's awesome so wait is it outside in like a greenhouse or is it indoors or what's going on it's outside he's got a couple of sheds so that okay act like they don't really need um to be in a greenhouse i think just under some cover Mm. Um, so you don't need direct sunlight but um yeah so he has a bunch of logs so my job was kind of like moving logs and then helping with inoculation and um dunking some logs and yeah so it's it's super fun and the mushrooms that he grows are just incredible like i love it when they start to produce and start to fruit so yeah that's awesome shiitakes are like really healthy too i was reading about all their health benefits it's kind of insane because the list is massive it's like anti-cancer it's it's like helps the it helps with gut bacteria it helps with inflammation it helps your brain like on down the list i don't i don't even remember all of them i mean mushrooms are incredible right they're so awesome they're so cool like they're oh my god and we don't even know about their like mycelium network that goes on it's almost like a computer system mm-hmm. underground and how that even functions yeah preach preach to me rachel it preach is. To <laughs> me. oh man I'm, it's like i'm going to church right now yeah <laughs> hallelujah yeah so hallelujah um, yeah so mushrooms are awesome um yeah so shiitakes yes they have all sorts of health benefits they really help your immune system so really awesome to take right now with covid going around um yeah so uh yeah yeah really um i can't remember the specific protein or the specific thing that really helps in terms of like the anti-cancer part of it or the hiv but um yeah they're doing some studies um that can just really boost your immune system so i think there's a lot of vitamin d in there as well yeah yeah 
lot yeah. of vitamin D. Yeah. Super, super healthy, just like a super food, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's really awesome. And they're just super tasty. So yeah, yeah they are really good. I love them. I love them so much. And what you were saying about the mycelium network, mm -hmm. I don't feel like everyone really fully grasps how crazy mushrooms are. Like we actually yeah. share a common ancestor with mushrooms going back like two and a half billion years. And yeah. they, they like, we are the mushrooms basically. We're just a different type of spore. Yeah. You're preaching. Mm -hmm preaching exactly I, I love it i feel like i mean they breathe in oxygen and emit co2 so just exactly like just like so, us yeah so i feel like we're definitely kind of we're probably like part alien part mushroom part something i don't know totally <laughs> totally P part octopus <laughs> that's which but yeah I just wild that like we sort of started this all out with bamboo and now we're on to mushrooms just because of the networks that grow it's yeah. you know, bamboo does grow very similar. It doesn't have the exact, it's not a spore, but the connection in the root systems, you know, it's you're grounded in a single thing. And from one piece of bamboo, you can just spread out. As soon as you have one mushroom, you just spread out. As soon as we've already seen, as soon as one person shows up somewhere, we spread out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, it's morel season. That's what I'm all about. I'm going to go morel hunting this weekend. Going to get in on it, nice. but but yeah, like the mycelium is the OG internet, basically. Every, every tree, every plant uses mycelium to talk to each other. And yeah. we're just now kind of like figuring it out. I feel, like, I feel like the world would be a lot better place if we harnessed the power of bamboo, hemp, and mushrooms. Totally. Like, I feel like those are the big three. I'm probably missing a few. Like, I feel like... I don't know what else, maybe strawberries. <laughs> um, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are the big, just for replacements. You know, if we substituted mushrooms in for all of our protein, yeah, you know, cutting down on the environmental impact. I mean, cows are huge. Pigs are huge. Chickens are huge, but I still yeah. say fuck chickens. Um, I have a but personal beef with chickens. So a personal beef, I have with a chickens. personal beef with chickens. Yeah. Um, all right. Fuck right. off. And then, uh, you know, right, yeah, you're microfibers. Talking, you're walking, talking Chick-fil-A ad right yeah, now. Yeah, dude, I am. <laughs> Man, all right. Go live with rogue chickens for years, and I promise you, you will have a hatred of chickens. Not like chickens that you're like, oh, these are my chickens. I need to take care of them. Just like wild chickens that aren't supposed <laughs> to be wild, and they're just everywhere. They're like, it's, it's terrible. It's like a rat infestation, but with chickens. Or dinosaurs. They're tiny dinosaurs. Yeah, tiny dinosaur rats with feathers. Yeah. Oh, geez, baby. Lance is going to be like eating KFC tonight, just like ripping it out of it. Like, yeah. Yuck. Yuck. We love, we love all animals on this podcast. Most of them. Okay. most no, of them I, I will i will go to bat over chickens okay I will. all right yeah mm -hmm. but no all yeah right. i think you're i think you're spot on um dude i think, I that's think really so cool too man mushrooms are especially now that i know oak's such a great grower of them why don't we have just more in virginia you know throughout throughout the well, valleys i just knowing what i know now and what i've learned about mushrooms i'm just shocked that we are this far along in humanity and mushrooms are not as mainstream as they should be 
they, it's becoming mainstream. I hope so. Well, I hope so. Yeah, and then they're you know, I think I think it's a double-edged sword because it's like they were we're realizing all these benefits of mushrooms and then we're like, okay, let's like jack the prices on this, like sky mm. high and make it like a health food thingy, you know, like it wasn't this expensive before, but anyway, that's another tangent. But, um, but I do think that people are wising up to mushrooms and it's like what we were talking about before. I feel like evolution wise, like it's like, before it's almost like we had to kind of think in like potted plants you know we're individualists you know coming out to america you know and now it's like this like we are in this like zone of like connecting with other people yes we are we are we have to be connected you know and and through covid yeah and through all of it i think we're realizing our connections are important and we're helping each other and like losing our egos and just you know and i think that's all the mushroom right we oh, are yeah. we are just in this mycelium network so i think that's why like now you see like mushrooms are on the rise you know it's really cool um to see that so yeah no i i absolutely i totally agree it's it's we're coming online as as kind of a society and as you know a species and we we're almost i i think we're on the cusp of like a mental health re- revolution if if the mushrooms pick up speed and the the hemp and the cannabis picks up speed and you know the bamboo floors for uh they feel so good on my feet if that picks up speed but like mostly with the mushrooms it's incredible psychedelic or otherwise i think they Mm -hmm. have a massive benefit whether it's lion's mane for your brain shiitake for for your immune system or reishi or cordyceps like don't even get me started on cordyceps they turn Mm -hmm. ants into zombies like it's insane it's insane so i completely agree and i think maybe on a micro not a microscopic scale but on a smaller scale so not mycelium across the entire earth but on a smaller scale like another network is just you know our brains and i think maybe the mycelium is kind of a facilitator almost that makes things easier makes turns makes networks more efficient that's just kind of my bro science thought of the day but i feel like our brain is obviously a network and sometimes we can always have it be more efficient so totally i think that's my thought yeah (laughs) thoughts on that for sure yeah mushroom is amazing in terms of connectivity and helping our brains and helping our systems yeah and helping us yeah. I, I totally, I totally got to check out that, uh, check out that shiitake farm. I'm all about it. Yeah, for sure. He's great. All about it. I will have to hit up a farmer's market that he's at or mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. Usually at the Harrisonburg farmer's market. So love yeah. it. Yes. I think they're Saturday mornings. Is Harrisonburg? Yeah. Yep. Saturday mornings. And a yeah. plug you can, because of COVID, you can go online and you can order everything and they'll have it ready for you. You just go and pick it up. You don't even have to walk around and shop. So if you just want mushrooms, he'll have them there waiting for you. Booyah. I love it. I uh, stayed for a while in Broadway uh, last summer. So that's where I was living for a couple of months. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lance, that's where your, uh, that's where that little cabin is, right? Yep. I got a cabin in the woods in Broadway, Virginia. That's pretty badass. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna, are you gonna 
put are you gonna put the ad are you gonna say the address on the podcast right now i don't even know what the address is dude it's like <laughs> it's you got to go on like a private mountain up like two dirt roads then you show up there's not even a I had to order mail to somebody else's house because there's not a mailbox. It's not like registered. Dude, it's just there. Yes. Like the post office went to like drop it off, drove by the house. They're, they were like, oh, there wasn't a number. So it just sat in the post office. I had to go down and just basically say, can I have my package? It has my name on it. And then was told that I can't mail anything there because it's not like a U.S. post office address. It's like, all right, cool. Dude, Learned. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that the post office like wouldn't give you mail <laughs> <laughs> they're just like nah we're just too lazy today yeah, like, yeah, dude after know. we're all after we're all fully vaccinated i gotta go i've never been to that damn cabin i gotta go april 13th i'm vaccinated fully nice april 16th i'm vaccinated fully whoop, whoop. i'll be hey, through harrisonburg we can all meet there april 7th hey yo hey, yes hey. yes i'm already meet vaccinated up. i got the one shot wonder Oh, you got the J and J. I got the J and J. Oh man, it's like a whole new world. You kind of feel like a superhero after you get jabbed, right? <laughs> a little bit, as long as yeah. these variants don't get out of control. That's true. Fingers crossed. Knock on every piece of wood in the entire house. But yeah, I'm I going out. I'm I'm still doing me. I'm yeah, <laughs> we got we if hey, we got the vitamin D. We got the mushrooms. And we got the vaccine. I, I'm not going to make any sort of statements here, but I personally am going to uh, kind of try and get out there, live my life, still wear a mask, but go hiking, great outdoors, all that stuff. Dude, Heck it's yeah. really hard to wear a mask with this mustache, bro. I'm just oh. ready for it to be done. I'm like, every time I put it on, it's like there, it looks good. And I put on a mask and it's like, back down. Yeah. Look like a yeah. drunk snouser every time I go out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out of here, you damn anti-vaxxer. I know. <laughs> it's an amazing mustache, I do have to say. It's, it's going. It's, oh, it's, it's gonna, glorious. Like, it's going to be real Walt fun. Whitman, like, or just, I don't know. Yes, yes. <laughs> Walt Whitman, a barbaric yawk. Yup. Yup. I love it, man. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you guys. This is like such a treat. Oh my gosh. So Absolutely. It's so funny that I was just like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's a treat for us too. I mean, it's so, I, we love having guests. We love shooting the breeze. We love kind of like learning new shit, obviously. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we definitely- we definitely have to have you as like a repeat guest down the line. We'll bring you back on and we'll kind of, now that we know your like life story, kind of, we'll get in depth with some other topics. We'll shoot the shit. We'll just, we'll just have some more fun. Sounds great. I'm excited. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. All right, Lance, any parting thoughts, man? I'll just say thank you and uh, allow Rachel to have the final word. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you guys are great. So stay safe out there. Eat your mushrooms. And yeah. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Keep breathing. Peace. <laughs>